A sloth is a slow-moving tropical American mammal that hangs upside down from the branches of trees using its long limbs and hooked claws. In a value context, sloth is defined as the reluctance to work or make an effort, laziness basically. Other definitions include wanting to stay comfortable with who you are and stay the same in your comfort zone rather than giving in to the power of transformation. Though the understanding of this sin in antiquity was that it's laziness or lack of work, sloth has also been defined as a failure to do the things that one should do. But what do these Chewbacca-like creatures have to do with FPL? I'm Anshuman Mitra and this is the Art of Fantasy podcast. Welcome to episode 1 of the 7 Deadly Sins of FPL. Slothfulness is something even the best FPL managers can be guilty of at times. What's that? MOTD is on too late? You already know the score so you don't want to watch the highlights? You don't have the channel on which they're showing the game? You have a job? A family? You say? Nearly 8 million players play this game every season at one point. But how many of them play the game seriously? How many of them play the game with the discipline required? And how many of them do their due diligence before every decision? Not that many. We human beings are curious creatures. We complain about things like the template, groupthink, and herd mentality before indulging ourselves in exactly the things we complain about. Oh, I have to go with Bruno Fernandez or his ownership will kill me. You don't have to feel that way. If you're getting stuck in thought patterns like this that aren't giving you joy, then it's your responsibility to do the work and get joy out of the game. I'm not saying this is the best way to play for a rank, but from a mental sanity standpoint, have Bruno in your team if you're actually convinced by the player, his fixtures, and his ability to do well in them, not because you're afraid to go without him. And certainly not because you refuse to do the work to find out what's best for you, sloth. (laughs) Put the work in to find an alternative who is better, or someone who can match him for a better price. Come up with an alternative strategy to beat the crowd. Use the money you saved by not having Bruno to invest in a better squad. If the extra money doesn't make a significant difference to your squad, consider the bench boost and early wildcard strategies. The point here is you are responsible for your fun in the game. Which brings me back to the definition of sloth, the reluctance to do work and make an effort. If you're wondering why a game we play for fun is linked to doing work, that's just the fundamental paradox of life the way I understand it. There can be no joy without work. There may be a surface level joy, but to get a truly deeper, more meaningful joy, we must be willing to suffer. The beauty of a game like FPL or a hobby you truly love is the hard graft doesn't feel like work if it's really for you. But what are other ways in which slothfulness manifests itself in FPL managers? (music) 
Steve Jobs once said, your time is limited. So don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. What Jobs didn't say was having your own opinion also takes effort. It's easy to follow others' opinions because so often we don't have one of our own. Not a particularly compelling one that we feel bound to act upon anyway. To have such an opinion in FPL, you need to have a deep understanding. Depth comes from investing time in not just playing the game, but in learning what works for those who are better at it than us, from those who've been at it for longer than us. What is their playstyle, their attitude to risk, and why? How many games do they watch any given weekend? Do they use stats? Which ones? And why? You don't understand XG? Well, how about you listen to a soccer analytics podcast by the people who founded XG? Maybe listen to the episode that discusses the basics. If you enjoy that, listen to other episodes on how it can be applied analytically to football to make predictions that stick, predictions that are based on sound logic. How about reading up on football tactics? 442-433-4231-352-343? Why do different managers prefer different formations? Why do different formations suit players on different teams? And how does all of that affect a player's output from an FPL perspective? What types of chances are a counter-pressing team likely to give up versus a team that sets up with a low block? And why? The deeper your understanding of the game, the less likely you are to be influenced by someone else's opinion on a matter. Getting swayed by someone else's opinion of a player or a team's fixture is one thing. But oftentimes a deeper affliction plagues us fantasy managers. We start copying other more successful managers' strategies, which always inevitably ends in failure and frustration. This happens for two reasons. The person we are copying is adopting the strategy because it suits their temperament and worldview. Two people can be similar but never the same and your decisions must always be made to tailor them to your own specific mindset and risk appetite. The other reason copying strategy fails is because the manager being copied has a deeper level of understanding of his own strategy. So when shit hits the fan, as it inevitably will, they are either more determined to stick with their strategy because their own brains pawned it, or they know the exit points to abandon the strategy. In the worst case, if there's no way back, they're at least content in the fact they played their own game. A manager who copies instead of doing the hard draft of coming up with their own strategy starts off on a weak footing to weather the rough and tumble of FPL. In the immortal words of the modern day philosophers Mob Deep, scared to death, scared to look, they shook, cause ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. But we can't pause everything else in the background while we play FPL, unfortunately. Life happens. If you aren't able to put in the time to watch games or do research due to health or life reasons, should you just up and quit? Is there no room for enjoyment for those people?
FPL is a nine month long slog and putting the work in constantly every week requires a high level of engagement and a lot of motivation. Quite frankly, it isn't for everyone. And you know what? That's okay. It's good to know that about yourself and adapt your game accordingly. Every advantage is a disadvantage and every disadvantage is an advantage, as Johan Cruyff once said. It's all about how you use either. The previously maligned animal sloth is so named because of its very low metabolism and deliberate movements. Sloth being related to the word slow. This is an evolutionary adaptation to their low energy diet of leaves and to avoid detection by predatory hawks and cats who hunt by sight. And even though slothfulness is recognized as a deadly sin, you can turn it into a virtue that works for you. You simply need to take on board as much information as you like to process. Watch maybe two or three games a week. Watch the highlights of the others if you want to be diligent. Or let it all go and dive deep into data. Learn how to read data. So you can make informed decisions without watching a lot of matches. No, seriously, people have won FPL before without watching a single game. Some high-ranking players choose to avoid watching games because they consider it noise. Watching a lot of games can actually be a hindrance as some of us found out last season. The COVID pandemic affected season resulted in a slow drip of games with each one being allotted its own individual time slot. The UK government wanted to make it easier on those quarantining for months on end at home. Oh, how we craved the Saturday gold rush when five games were on at once. We found out watching too many games can result in viewer fatigue over a full season and make your FPL decisions subjectively more difficult because that's so much information we were being exposed to, more than our brains could handle or were used to. In conclusion, do what works for you. Figure out your process. Figure out what gives you happiness and why you play this game. If you enjoyed this, help me grow by liking, subscribing and putting the word out about this podcast. I'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, this is your host Anshuman signing off.